You are now tuned in to the Spirit of 2012 Learning Podcast. On October 25th, Spirit of 2012 held a summit to launch our first legacy report. Our legacy report showcased the findings of the impact of our first three years of funding. In these podcasts, we share the summit's panel discussion on sporting and cultural legacy and the creation and staging of events. Nancy Hay set up the world's first What Work Centre for Wellbeing that aims to understand what governments, business, communities and individuals can do to increase wellbeing. She's an experienced policy professional and coach who has worked with the UK's top civil servants to introduce wellbeing into public policy. Wellbeing is one of Spirit's core outcomes and we take a keen interest in the What Works Centre. Nancy Hay is an expert in wellbeing. She set up the What Works Centre for Wellbeing. So first, Nancy, um, give us your definition of the word which is sometimes kind of fuzzy, well-being. As individuals, as communities, and as a nation, and actually it aims, and actually how sustainable that is for the future, and it tries to capture that change in people and in communities that we've just heard talked about, uh, and that's measured nationally, it's measured locally, and now we're talking about measuring it in really world-leading way and understanding how we can improve it, make a difference in people's lives, and do it smarter, um, which is really exciting to see. Well, if, if anyone does think it's a fuzzy concept, um, you had to convince hard-nosed politicians, busy civil servants, to take it seriously in policy making. Tell us about that. So it's, um, I think happiness kind of has an image problem. People do think it's fluffy. And one of the things that we're doing uh, is showing that it really isn't. And actually, people like the chief economist at the Bank of England are talking about actually the purpose of economics, purpose of economic growth is to achieve sustainable, inclusive rises in societal well-being. And that's astonishing. Your US chairman of the US Federal Reserve talking about the same thing. Um, there was a center for, similar center for ours called Local Growth, and it said, oh, yes, but of course there's a, there's a well-being impact. But it doesn't actually say what that well-being impact is. And what you've been doing with the measurement here, and I know it's not always easy, but is giving a legacy and understanding what that well-being impact is and how we can improve it and how we can do it in much smarter ways and make funding go further. And, and Nancy, you've worked with Spirit <laughs> on quite a lot of projects to evaluate that sense of well-being. Here we are, three years in. What's your report for the team? Um, so this is genuinely world-leading stuff. So the UK, and most OECD countries measure well-being. I think only two don't. The UK has the most comprehensive measures of well-being and you're applying that in your funding, in your grant making, um, in a way that can be shared and leave a legacy on that learning. So we can understand the difference that actually will be volunteering for a longer period of time is a better use of money. So, um, so a couple of things I wanted to pick out, particularly from the findings that really struck me today. So some of the words that we've used like pride, confidence, opportunity, choices, um, uh, inspiration and positivity are all really important. If you look at the happiness data, for the year of the Olympics, there are massive peaks for the population happiness around the Olympics and Paralympics. I think only beaten by Christmas that year. And that's not the same as the year before when we had riots and floods. So you can see the impact on happiness and the mood of the nation of festival events. And so there is a festival effect, it boosts mood. Um, and there is something around 
understanding how we can boost social relations and that sense of connection. And connection matters because, yes, we've heard the facts about loneliness, but the biggest difference between the, the highest well-being countries in the world and the lowest is having somebody to rely on in times of trouble. And that's that social connection bit. Is it as important as having a job? It's as important as having good health. Um, and so that really does matter to people, that social connection. But the other bits that were coming out from the findings about being active, uh, which again is particularly important for that life satisfaction, but having 2.7 million, having 10% increase in well-being in life satisfaction is astonishing. And think of all those little 10% that add up across the nation. Um, and the impact that has on people's health. So people who have higher well-being, life satisfaction, not only feel better in and of themselves, which is great, but they have better health. They're less likely to get sick. If they get sick, they recover more quickly. They're more likely to have a job. And if they have a job, they do better at it, more creative, higher performance. Uh, and they're better social and um, personal connections as well. They have better social networks, more likely to volunteer and continue to volunteer, the sorts of things that you want to see. So, I mean, this is all about creating the conditions for people to live better lives. I think we'll come back to the subject of evaluation and measurement uh, a little later on. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Spirit of 2012 Learning podcast. For more resources and information about how to embed what we know in your own projects, please visit our learning portal by googling Spirit of 2012 Learning Portal.